Welcome to the Joe Watt Podcast. I'm Joe Vendramini from the University of Florida, and today our guest is Dr. Todd Thrift. Dr. Thrift, thanks for being with us today. Appreciate the opportunity to visit with you. And Dr. Thrift, can you tell us uh, some information about your background? Certainly. Um, I uh, grew up in Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, had a uh, somewhat of a, uh, a cattle background from my early upbringing with my grandparents on each side being in the cattle business. Went to the University of Kentucky for my undergraduate, Oklahoma State. Got a master's in beef cattle nutrition and then a PhD in beef cattle reproduction. So I'm a, a, a jack of all trades and master of none. Uh, I've been here at the University of Florida for about 20 years and I teach the majority of the beef cattle courses here in the department. And, and Dr. Thrift, today uh, we'll try to focus our conversation here on the management of the co-cows. And one question that always come to mind, the producers ask, and is really to make that decision about, you know, I'll, I'll give that cow another chance, I will not. What type of cow should I keep if I eventually decide to give that cow a chance? Or how does the price, you know, plays a role in that decision? Because when the, the prices are really low, uh, people are not really encouraged to sell something for nothing. So can you please give us uh, a little information about the, what should be a, a good criteria to, to get rid or not of that cow? Well, then there's a lot of, it's a decision-making process, and really it's almost a decision tree. Um, for many of us, the investment in our cow herd, by the time we get a heifer into production and get her rolling, it's several years before she's actually paid for and making us really money. And so to have a young animal come up open at preg check time, uh, leads us with the decision. We've already got quite a bit of investment in her. Maybe she's a four or five-year-old cow, had a calf or two for us. Uh, maybe if everything's going well, maybe even had three calves, but now she's open. Those younger cows are at prime potential for retention in the herd, and most producers would normally keep them and allow them to have one miss if they don't have anything else going wrong. The big question arises though, when you get in a cow with more age, uh, she's over 10 years old, maybe over 12 years old, and she comes up open. Uh, and that would certainly be the number one reason why we would choose to cull a cow. Would be a cow that is, is not pregnant. Uh, she just weaned a calf. We preg checked her and said, well, what are we gonna do with her? And a lot of producers, I've seen them done a lot of different ways. I've seen producers who will make the decision if she's over 10 years old and open, she goes. Uh, some will say if she's over 12 and open, she goes. You know, if a, you take a 12 year old cow, for instance, and you say, well, I'm gonna give her another chance. And if you don't mate her till, if we determine she's open in July and we don't mate her till next March, and then she doesn't calve until the following year, you're looking at a 14 year old cow uh, by the time she has that next calf. And it's been my experience that a lot of those really old cows like that raise a pretty sorry calf. In fact, they often will raise a calf smaller than a heifer might. And so there's some obvious decisions that you make. An old cow that's open, she's a cull. A cow with a bad foot, she's a cull. A cow that has no teeth, 
anymore. She's a cull, a cow with a bad eye, uh, with arthritis, um, with any other kind of problem, cow that loses a calf, she's a cull. All of those kind of things, but, but it's a case by case basis. And I've seen people on large ranches doing it across the board, they put a set of rules into storage. I've seen people on smaller ranches make a decision on a case by case basis, depending on the cow. Now, I put her in a, in a category where I'm gonna, I'm gonna put her on probation. Just because I choose to color doesn't mean I may market her today. She may not be sold for another year or two if the market's not good. If I find out that she's open in July and she's a 10 year old cow and her mouth is good, I may choose to put a bull with her, turn her into a bred cow and market her next spring in the early spring when people wanna buy cows to go to grass because they got more grass. Um, if I have the resources to do that. So when and how you sell them is really an economic question. The question of culling is a production question. Yeah, we're gonna color for this reason or that, but when we get rid of her is really depends highly on economics. Mm -hmm. and, and you touched the point that we, we talked briefly about the price. I think uh, many producers uh, and some of them that don't have the rigid rules regarding what to do with the cow, they keep watching the market, right? And, and sometimes they get really discouraged because if you get a, a cow market of 35, 40 cents, right? So then you think my cow may not, may not have any value. So they, they try to, to be, you know, recycling those. But, but do you think that that also be, be considered or do you think that's probably the wrong decision to, you know, to be pushing something that will be not productive and you just keep rolling that thing? It's, it's a tough decision. And I've been asked by a lot of big ranchers on how, what the direction is to go. Um, if that cow is 14 years old, a little bit thin um, and, and, and open, then I think the decision is that she's a cold cow. Now, I think a lot of producers probably wait too long. About 15 to 20% of our income comes from the sale of cull animals. If she was sold as a 12 year old who raised an okay calf, she might've been were and was pregnant, but her teeth were declining, her condition was declining. She might've been worth $900 to someone. But if I keep her until she's 14 and open now, she may not bring $250 to the livestock market. And so, you have to make that decision on what's the calf worth that's in her belly. It's going to become a tough decision as we move into a calf market that is ever more increasing. I think you will see a lot of people keep fewer replacement heifers to place that cow, to replace that cow with, and want to squeeze one more, squeeze two more, squeeze three more out of her, what they call a last calf heifer program. And there's a point of diminishing returns where you can go too far on them and you really have to watch those cows case by case. I know ranchers who will sort those cows out, especially cows with advanced age and make it so that, that they are a lot more able to be uh, merchandised if they start downhill, if there becomes a problem to where we don't have to gather a whole herd to gather them back. And so there's, 
there's different ways to look at it. I really wish there was a good cookbook for it. And, mm -hmm. but I think on a case by case basis, it's a lot better to look at it that way than it is to um, just put a wholesale across the board. Here are our rules. A lot of that would depend on the size of the operation. Um, but it is, it is tempting. I've been in the same boat. It's tempting when a cow's only worth 250 to $350 to say, well, you know, the calf in her belly is going to be worth $750. But at some point in time, you have to be careful because she will really start downhill uh, and she will not raise a very good calf. Those really old cows that are really thin will give less milk. And in fact, they'll give so much less milk, they'll raise a 250, 300 pound calf that was not worth $750, but rather was worth $300. And uh, I, I think you touch an important point because you see our educational programs and we always talk about to have a different management for those young cows, right? A cow that calf at two, you know, she requires something different because because she needs some attention there because otherwise she'll not rebreed and so on and so forth. So we put a lot of effort in that young animal to try to make that animal to stick on the on the herd and, and move on. But I think that was also important thing if you have a herd on the other side, right? This older herd that I think make it, your decisions easier. And for example, if you have a cow that's not milking, you can probably wean that calf earlier and send that calf away, send for a lot of money. And then if the cow is not productive, you, you know, you also market the cow. And uh, I think that is, it's probably something that could be very useful. As you said, on the size of the property may be also an important thing, right? I agree completely. And what you have to watch very carefully on any decision to maintain a call cow that you put on probation for whatever reason, um, you must watch your cost very closely because she's eating grass that could go into a more productive animal, whether that's a heifer that you're re retaining to replace her, whether that's some calves you're going to wean, whether it's some cows that are a little thin but doing a good job. Um, grass isn't necessarily free like a lot of people would think, and certainly if you're doing it with hay, in supplement, that's definitely not free. And so I think you need to watch your cost on those cows uh, with the high cost of supplementation and the higher price of corn going into some of these. You know, normally we would spend some time talking about maybe feeding those cows. Not so much for um, the, the purposes of uh, selling them maybe at the sale barn, but rather to sell directly to a packer. Uh, we, we've decided she's a cull, she's a body condition score three, and we ought we could put on some weight gain on her in a very short time period. A lot of those cows are very efficient because they're not pregnant and they will gain a tremendous amount of weight in 60 days. They may gain as much as two, 300 pounds during that time period. And she went from a skinny thousand pound cow to a kind of fat 1250 pound cow. The packer likes her more, she'll have less bruises she has a better carcass, there's better yield to that cow. There's a lot of reasons for that, but there's cost to get her from point A to point B. And not everyone has the resources to do that. With our current feed outlook that we have in the short term here in the high price of corn, I'm not so sure that's gonna be the best idea from a, from a feeding standpoint uh, in the short term. But there are times where economically that plays in. 
when feed is cheaper and you have resources that maybe byproduct feeds that that are that you don't have much hauling and you don't have much cost in that's a viable alternative with cows as well one thing i ought to mention is there is generally a large value gain on cull cows by taking them from a fall market and moving them into a spring market it's between 100 and 200 dollars a head most years even with minimal weight gain on those cows um, because we move them into a much better market. Everybody has got cold cows in the fall. They don't want to feed them through the winter. They get rid of them. And so the market prices are often down 10, 15%. You move her into the spring, everybody wants a cow to put on grass. We get her to February and March down here in Florida, and we're ready to go to grass with her. She easily is probably worth $100 more, maybe $200 more. And if you took that cull cow that you culled because she stubbed her toe, she's got something slightly wrong, you know, that cow, you could put a bull with her and sell her as a bred cow in the spring and have an additional gain. So we moved her to a better market. We may have put a little weight on her and now she's a pregnant cow. But again, you really need to watch your cost on that. It's not for free. Those resources could go to other places. Yeah, and I think that is also the, the million dollar question, right? Because in general, if you come to South Florida, you're gonna wean and preg check around July, August. So then you have that gap, right? And all that time, when you get the, the calf out of the cow, that cow will put body condition really fast. You really know, she will recover and she'll do well, but then you hit the fall market, right? Then you'll hit the fall market. And not only that, but our forage, quantity and quality starts to decline unless you have some some uh, stockpiled forage or something like that that's uh, you know the, the reality is that cow doesn't have big nutrient requirements at all even very poor behavior grass she'll put some weight on uh, over that time period through the winter in fact you could you can run her behind the other cows as you rotate them off of a pasture you can rotate on those cull cows and they'll get along just fine with that because they don't, they're not gestating and they're not lactating. Um, but again, that has cost. I wouldn't have her out on the front pasture getting the first choice at that feed. She gets what's left over. She gets woods pastures. She gets the low end. And if she can put weight on during that time period and stay healthy, then uh, it might be a win-win to get her into a different market. Yeah, and, and we, we have seen, and you, you mentioned about the woods, although um, there are not a lot of consideration, but we still have a lot of rangeland here in South Florida, and, and some people, they have the choice. It seems very rough. It seems that there is, you, you probably need about 20 acres for a cow, but, you know, it's, it's low cost, like you said. So if, even if that cow didn't gain any weight, but if it just maintained, and you have that advantage of the market, right? Going from the fall to to February or March, I, I think, uh, and the other thing is, do you think that you can have both? I think it do, this is a, a wise decision, like to explore a little of the fall market and don't do everything at once, right? To sell some in the fall and sell some in the, in the spring? Absolutely, there are a set of cows that probably need to go in the fall, the, the cow, there's there's really older cows, cows with no teeth that aren't gonna make the winter, cows with an eye problem, cows with a foot problem, 
those are too cold today. But a cow that's maybe seven or eight years old, she's already missed one calf, she's open again. She may not have been the best producer for your herd, but she'll get through the winter just fine in the woods with a little bit of mineral and that's all. Uh, and those younger kind of cows will gain tremendous weight and then you move her into a different season in a different market, I think that you make that decision. And I agree, you spread your market risk out, you spread your cash flow out, you know, and, and those cows can be, you know, there's always, I've seen many producers who put those cows right up at the front pasture and put a sign that says cows for sale. Um, and, and that's an option. They didn't fit your program. That doesn't necessarily mean they're bad cows. Um, maybe they didn't fit your program because she's raised kind of a very marginal calf two or three years in a row. Well, maybe somebody else wants her to turn her out in the woods and they don't care what kind of calf she raises. So understand that, that there are different ways to market them at the sale barn, direct to the packer, or back to someone in the country that wants her. Doesn't necessarily make her a bad cow. You, many of us will have probably a third of our cull cows. There's really not that much wrong with them. In fact, it may be in that some of those cows are too productive for my operation. A lot of really high milking cows that raise a great calf will come up open. She'd raise you a great calf every other year, um, but she just gives too much milk. Well, maybe somebody else has better forage resources and that cow will fit their bill. Yeah, and, and Dr. Thrifty, we are going towards the end of our conversation here. Um, I really would like to thank you for your time. It was a very productive conversation. We probably will come back and talk about some other management practices that we, we need to address in this cow-calf production here in Florida. So thank you for participating in the podcast. And I am Joe Vendramini. Joe what? 